Welcome to the Puck and Stoner Dad Show with your hosts, Ginger Claus and Dusty. We are now on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Music by Burning Bridges. Subscribe, like. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Puck and Stoner Dads. It's Ginger Claus here, Dusty there, and under us, we've got the bearded bastard Shadow returning for the second time in two weeks, and also the second time in three days. Hey, uh, what's up, boys? Glad to be here. How is everybody? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm happy to be here. I've had a great weekend watching hockey, you know. Both my boys played, scored some goals this weekend, so it was a good, great weekend. Nice. I like to hear. Cedric took a skate to the ribs today, so he's pretty sour. That'll hurt. Yeah. That doesn't sound Nothing's like broken. Done. There's not even a mark, but listen, he's still sour. Listen, I know it's McRib season, but I don't think we should be taking it from Joseph. <laughs> 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 so let's let's start off with uh, what we're going to get into tonight. Shadow, this is uh, kind of something you approached me with what a couple weeks ago now. Uh, but wanted yeah. to do a show. Yeah, I said, uh, you being a hockey parent, a like something I yeah. definitely find interesting. Yeah, you being a hockey parent, and I know Ginger's a hockey parent too. So something you two both had in common, and you want me to come in to have the non-parent. So we're gonna get what we are gonna get into first is uh, the hockey politics behind within parents. Hey. So. This this is like a wide range of stuff, right? Like it all it stems down to like how parents act in the stands, to you know how you guys all act, act within each other and how they treat the coach, right? And on the other sides, I'm sure you see even more stuff. Yeah, uh, there's so many different sides. There is. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Always. And the uglier and the ugliest and the uglier than the ugliest. We're not talking about okay. Max here. Let's, let's relax. <laughs> <laughs> so w- what was one of the one things you wanted to get into first of uh, this topic? I mean, for me, it's like, and again, it's personal experience here, but this year alone, Dealing with the drama amongst, and it's not the parents, it's a parent. Everybody else gets along, we're all chill, we're all vibing, we're all having a good time trying to get to know each other. We just amalgamated with another center. So it's a big year to kind of show the kids, hey, you guys have been playing against each other for years, but let's try and make, you know, this better. Mm-hmm. And we have a parent on the team, and unfortunately... um like I, I keep reiterating to a lot of people I have this conversation with, I've been involved in hockey for 27 years of my life. Uh, she's been involved in hockey for 12 because her kid plays hockey. And that's that's being generous at 12, so maybe eight. Mm-hmm. Your kid's not the next Martin Broder. He's not the next Patrick Waugh. He's not the next Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's stop pretending like he deserves the net always just because... He was, at the beginning of the season, the only registered goalie. Okay, that's fine. 
but we still have another person who happens to be a female who wanted to take up goalie this year. She's done pretty well. She holds her own for a first time, first year goalie. Is she the best? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But here's the thing. Neither is he. Neither goalie can steal us a game. We're sitting at 0-17-1. It's not an easy season. No. Um, and it's, it's hard because, like, you know, it got to the point where she's like, oh, he faces, like, 60 shots a game. I'm like, okay, cool. Asked one of the other parents who I know is a, an umpire in baseball to bring me their pitch counter so I could count shots. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, he faced less than 30, and he led in 11. <laughs> so I'm you know that that's just tough for me to see parents go at you know the coaches that way there's no reason for it it's caused drama because again I bring up the point we amalgamated this season so you have certain parents who are still very eh, I don't want to deal with that side of parents and you know there's me who's completely unbiased I'm not from around here I don't get the hatred between this rivalry that's been a thing for as many years as they've all known. Maybe that's what helps me see it differently. I don't know. Oh, so it's different town. There's a rivalry between the two teams and then they merge to one is what you're saying, right? Pretty much. It's uh, like in London becoming one. In a way, like... Okay, so like, if you want to put it in perspective, like, so, like... London Knights and Kitchener Rangers, they're pretty big rivals, right? Yeah. You always know. So if you merge those two, you're gonna get stuff. But that like again, that's that's not kids. For the most part, it, it, every it kid is. gets along. There's no hatred there on any you know, we just went to a, a, a tournament in St. Catharines. Every kid had a blast together. They got to learn something new about their teammates, they got to experience outside of hockey what their new friends are like. You know, we got the home. You're right. All it does take is one parent. Like my dad, I I grew up playing hockey till I don't know, pretty much just before high school. I quit then because kids were getting a lot bigger, and I wasn't, and it wasn't fun getting absolutely destroyed. wasn't fun getting absolutely destroyed my last year of hockey. So I was like, yeah, I can't do this. So, but like I said, my dad was the coach all those years. And every year we had one parent, one crazy. We've had ones that are fucking as nuts as like getting drunk on a Friday night and calling my dad and screaming at him that he's not playing his kids enough and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, bro, you're in house league. So, wow. I'll tell you a story that's similar to that if you don't mind. Give me cutting you off yeah. there. No, definitely tell stories. Four weeks ago, we went just before we went to this tournament, we played a game. We got absolutely shell shocked. 14 nothing final. We had the lady tending in net. Not an issue. Whatever. The kids aren't winning. They're they're like the Leafs. They don't hate to lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. It's moving on. It's just I hope they all take something out of this season and bring it next year to play differently. But that's beside the point at this point. What does this mother do? Walks up to the coach. I don't know about you guys, but I would never question a coach right after a game like that. No. Oh, is my kid starting the tournament? 
Are you don't even me? talk to the coach right now. I, I, I walked by the coach. I waved to say goodbye. I didn't say nothing. I just waved because we we're all leaving. And that was it. Later on in our little group chat that we all have, because that's the way we all communicate, there's other parents just laying into the coach. You need to make a decision. It's unfair to the kids. Blah, blah, blah. Keep in mind, beginning of the season, he said tournament and playoffs, he'll play his roster as he sees fit. I love how they get so invested in minor hockey. So invested. Is my kid playing? Is my kid playing? I'm invested too, but here's the thing. In a different way. I say to the coaches every year, whatever you do on that ice for that two hours or whatever you have them on that ice plus games, that's you. I'm just watching. Still my, I'm still his parent, but they're there to learn. It's a job. There's a difference between being invested to watch your kid grow to love a game and being invested because you think your kid is the next Roberto Luongo. But like exactly. I, I like to make home this point, especially in minor hockey, and I'm sure Dusty has that quote from Chicklets and all that too, but playing minor hockey is a job. You're, te- you're setting these kids up to deal with, A, people they don't like, a.k.a. coaches, <laughs> time management, they're like sportsmanship, um, just general common sense. And then you have parents who just rip that away because, well, I don't feel like my kids are being treated fair. It's fucking competitive hockey. House league, rep, doesn't matter. It's competitive. You put your kid in it. If it's competitive, it's it's not like that, right? Like, you don't look at the fuck. And, and when you get to the OHL, NHL, you get to any very competitive time. Like, you're not, they're not equalizing ice time. No, my, my kid, <laughs> captain of the team, 100%. He's a captain. He is the captain. And I've told him straight up, I was like, he's not looking at what you can do out there. He's looking at how hard you work. He doesn't yeah. care what you can do. Goal scoring and all that can be taught. It's how hard you're willing to work. Yeah. Right? And I told them straight up, there's going to be some shifts you see 10 seconds of ice time. There's going to be some shifts where you see three minutes of ice time. Mm-hmm. You just play your part, your role for that specific time you're on the ice. Get off. Breathe. Go again. You're going to play first line, second line, third line, fourth line. It doesn't matter. You're still doing what you have to do, and you're respecting the coach in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a prime person who yells at referees for missed calls. But then I'm on that same parent that my kid's like, oh, the fucking ref this, he's blind. Nope, can't do that. That's on Sportsman Link. It's you that played the game. You played till that whistle goes. And that's where, like, I wish that is kind of taught to more kids in it, man. Like, bringing it back, I know it's, it's hard comparing it to, like, actual professional hockey, though. Like, when I look at the guys on the Leafs, always chirping at the refs. Shut your fucking mouth. Yep. It is it a missed call? Sometimes, absolutely. But you can't be fucking jawing at the ref because that can turn on you quick. And what does he do? You do that in a playoff game, right? You piss the ref off. Always yapping, yapping, yapping. What happens if he throws you a two-minute unsportsmanlike penalty in the playoffs, and then it costs your fucking team? Right. Yeah. That can go wrong quick. You know, and, and like I preach this often to all the kids that even my oldest son plays with. When that buzzer goes and that's 60 minutes or 45 minutes, depending what the clock is, that's it. Leave it on the ice. You see them in the hallway, 
a good game. Move on. Mm-hmm. What stays on the ice or what happens on the ice stays on the ice. Once that goes and you leave those doors, it's done. Absolutely. You know, and there's some kids that don't. Like, uh, we played a game Saturday afternoon there. Um, we played this team before. They know they're a little bit aggressive with us. Kid got ejected because he remembered something that happened last game. You know, one of our littler guys took him out at the knees. It wasn't purposely. He's just a lot smaller than this kid. Mm-hmm. And he was out for the rest of the game because he hurt his leg. Well, fast forward four weeks. We play them again. Final time this season. He remembers who hit him. What does he do? He hits him from behind. He got ejected. It's it's a scary right? moment, man. It's like you see at all ages, right? Especially with that. You want it you, you see the response because you look everywhere and it is a response for everything. Next game, next game. That's when you you're seeing like podcasts like Chicklets. Oh, the retaliation's coming, retaliation's coming. It's it's a hockey culture. And these thing. kids are how old? My oldest uh between eleven and thirteen. <sighs> yeah, and it really upsets me is the way that their coach responded to the player being ejected. He yelled and screamed, Why is he being kicked out? Bro, first off, we play house league. There's no hitting. <laughs> There's no hitting exactly, and now they're hitting exactly. from behind. Hitting from behind, even in the NHL, <laughs> you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like it was Why is he oh, there's, no hitting. there's no hitting in house league anymore. No, they took it out a few years ago, which is stupid. And I'm still arguing it to this day with every bit of the board I can speak to about it. But it's a hockey. That's ridiculous. Decision. But but here's the thing. You go they should have lowered the, the age. age. But here's the thing. You go up to the rep team at the same age, they can hit. So when can they start hitting in rep? Then? Uh, U13. Uh, U13, yeah. See, I think they should lower the age. I that's exactly what I said. I think you I think uh, kids you, should be taught you eleven right when they start basically it. skating. Like around when they can start skating is when they should learn how to hit. I don't even think they teach how to hit the same way they well, used they to. Don't. I think that like yeah. I remember you used to I was a goalie and I'd still go to check in clinics just for the ice time and it was like once a month. Mm-hmm. From from my understanding and I know uh, Ty will get this more than maybe you'll understand right now, Dusty. Kids at these ages are very different size. Like you can have a kid 5'5", five, five, you can have a kid 4'3". Oh, yeah. I think that's what Hockey Canada was like, okay, we're taking hitting out. Because you can't have a guy that's 5'5", five, five, nailing a guy that's 4'3". No, it's okay. true. Because you're, and you're, it happens a lot. What's going to happen? You get in the neck every time. and He's not purposely doing it. But, I mean, if you started at a young, young age... If you're starting this at six and seven, you're not going to get kids that are going to kill each other when they're allowed to start hitting at 13. I've seen it. I've you're watched at 13. You're a teenager, man. It. Dude, I remember. I remember myself. That's also. Soon at the age of body contact, it was like, I'm gonna, I want to destroy someone. I want to flatten someone. I mean, that was my job when I played hockey. Yeah. We saw to the nail guy, people we, and murder them. We saw our, we saw the heroes like Scott Stevens, and we wanted to be like Scott Stevens. Yeah, but I've always been a big boy, so getting to hit yeah. people, they didn't want to hit me. I just stopped the puck mostly. Yeah, yeah you're the crazy psychopath. We know it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But here's another political thing in hockey. Why do we have to do handshakes 
keep in mind this is only in boys leagues. I figured this out the other day. Why is it in boys leagues that we have to do handshakes before game? But the girls leagues you can do it after. It was always after when I played. That's the same with me. But every, yeah, I'm with me too. Last two seasons, we, my boys have played. It's handshakes before games because they're afraid of what's going to happen if the game gets too hot. No shit. That's blaming your refs right there. Is that a certain age that it starts? I think it depends for, on association. Okay. But I know hockey. Because we still handshake after. I think Hockey Canada release starting next year, everything has to be that way. Okay. They got to. Never mind. That's another episode. I don't know, man. So, it's it's disgusting. Like you're like I, I get like so it's all it's it's the same hockey politics. It sounds like when I was growing up with parents bitching about ice time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And like that's just when you look at the bare minimum. Like my kids here, I don't know what it's like there, but you can start triple A at under nine here. Yeah, it's I believe it's around this. I think, and uh, I think my Cedric, area is around this game. Okay, Cedric, uh, he plays tier tier two, I think, but advanced. And there's tier one advanced, tier two, tier one advanced, tier one, tier two advanced, tier two. I don't know <laughs> exactly how it works, but like. Man, when you go to just the the power skating at the beginning of the year, you can feel it in the room, man. The parents whose kids are there that play AAA already, they just, like, they got a certain, they got a, a jump in their step. Like, the parents, it's, it's very clicky extremely clicky you walk in and you see the briefcase hockey parents the ones that don't have jobs that require a, do a lifted dodge ram but that's what they drive for some reason and they walk in with their car salesman jackets and their briefcases and their tim hortons coffee nope starbucks and that yeah fuck those people and you know i'm the one who walks in smelling like weed because I smoked a bowl because it's five in the morning and I'm tired as shit. And you can just tell entering the room before a kid even hits the ice, the coaches know who made the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that needs to stop Same too. Here. That's not fair like to a lot of the kids. Yeah. And so my mom's neighbor, their kid, kid's really good into hockey. He used to be a bit undersized. He's not anymore. I'm not sure if he's kept with hockey or not, but like he used to be in, in there with all these kids and he'd show up and he was better than some of these kids, but they rich parents. Man, that's all it takes too. Because yeah, it, it is. It's, it, it's, that's what makes it like gives this sport such a, like this amazing sport, such a bad kind of culture though. Right. Because but, it's, Known as the white rich kid sport to play. Like, don't you see like all these movies of these rich douches and they're like doing fencing? It should be hockey. Right. Um, <laughs> Water polo. I, 
three weeks ago, I found out something very interesting that I was a little upset about after the fact. But at the same time, I'm I'm not upset because I'm not the player in this situation. I'm the parent. Mm. But uh, three weeks ago, I found out that my kid was was being looked at by the rep team as an AP, which means they call him up when needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep in mind, my kid didn't go out for any of the tryouts this year because, Dusty, you know this, Ty, my son, broke his leg on the ice last season. So yeah. he was using this league just to, or this year in this league just to kind of re- rehabilitate himself into hockey. He, he wasn't trying to play super hard this year. He plays super hard anyways, but, like, he wasn't there when tryouts were. Um, yeah, I come to find out that you know, the rep team was looking at him to AP and they were really interested in him. Well, go back about five minutes into this conversation. That same person politicked their kid to be the AP from our group. And then my kid got screwed out of a position that he could have used as a a confidence boost. Yeah. And it happens on every team, man, in every city. There's kids that are playing house league that are skating circles, scoring six goals a game, and you're like, why is this kid playing house league? It's because his parents don't have a last name that's recognized. They don't have a wallet full of cash. The kid can't make it to every practice. He can't fucking afford the tracksuit, maybe. Like, you know, it's it's a click, man. I live if your mom, If your mom's not Connor Bedard's mom, you're not playing AAA major. <laughs> But, like, me, Dusty, you've met my wife. Um, we're very outspoken people at hockey. She's She doesn't let things just slide. You know, mm-hmm. she kept this quiet because she didn't feel the point in bringing it up because there really wasn't no interest because even Tyson wasn't interested in rep. So it wasn't a big deal to even mention it to him. But, like, the more we go with this season, she's quiet. And you know that. Like, even at hockey, she yells at the refs. She's yelling for her kid and yelling for the team mm-hmm. just to play. Other than that, she's quiet. Like, you were here for a whole weekend. I don't, she didn't really speak all that much. No. She's a quiet person. Like, she's, yeah. she's not quiet. Like, she'll talk to you, but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, even she's like, I'm fed up. I need to say something. Like, just leave it. What's the point at this point? You know, Tyson's having fun. He's making some friends. He's working on his skill. But there's one thing that I don't think anybody on the, that on our team right now that can take away from him, no matter how much they politic their way across this board, he is the hardest working player practicing games every game. That is why he got the C. Not because of his skill, because he is the hardest working player. And <clears throat> like all this, it all this talk of stuff, it makes me really wonder like what talent have we missed out on? Because this has been a thing of years and years and years. Yeah. Well, what was it? 20 or 40 years ago, the NHL percentage was what? 25% of kids in minor hockey would make the league? Give or take? 40 years ago. Maybe. Now? I, less than two. I think it's like, I think it was like a percent or half a percent. Yeah, it's not like high that. at all. No. I remember in a Spitting Chicklets interview, I think it was Ty Domi. He had said that uh, during the Pee Wee Quebec tournament, the like top fifty goal scoring list, every player on that list made the NHL every year. 
I had a the lift now, lock tournament. Like, I had actually. I think he was probably talking about that one. The Peterborough Lift Lock Tournament is a really, really famous tournament. Like Steve Eisman, Idomi, like the block. Names. What lift lock? Lift lock. Uh, I think they said it was the Quebec Pee Wee Tournament. Oh, okay. We, uh, uh, yeah. 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 It is. Yeah, that's a pretty. That's a major famous. That's one That's an too. exclusive tournament to get into too. Yeah. We tried. We tried to get into it this year, and we were denied. Our center wasn't big enough. Wait, your center, center wasn't big enough? Yeah, and we're two centers in one, and our center wasn't big enough for it. Oh, the place you play. Yeah, yeah, I no, not meant... the physical center. <laughs> yeah, like he's only, what, 5'4"? No, we're not letting him in. <laughs> you can only play with five, six centers. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah I guess... So the Quebec tournament, it's not in Quebec then? It is, but what I mean is yeah, 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 you the trap. number of kids per center. Oh, and even okay. with our amount you got to hit the number, number, yeah. We don't have the number. You got to hit their quota. Bingo. Okay. They get that like but yeah. kids registered in your center. We only have like 400. Apparently like that tournament used to turn kids pro all the time and i wonder what it would be like now if you look at the numbers how many kids end up making pro again it's that one percent yeah so one percent of hockey canada give or take yeah probably thirty thousand players I, probably about a thousand across canada I, make it. i think actually you know what i think the numbers were even lower Trying to think what it was showing because I know the graph you're talking about. I think it was like zero point zero one percent chance. I like because I, you're talking the world, right? You're talking exclusive, like the best of the best in the entire. And it world. seems every year there's new countries just pumping out hockey players, and you're like, when the fuck did they get good? So well, like like Germany and that brings me up. Canada, Canada needs to work on their development. Here's the thing. And I had this conversation yesterday at, at my younger son's hockey with another parent from the other team because we'll get into this later, I'm sure, because I sent you the pay, the email. Um, we Canada as a whole is failing in hockey because we're importing a lot of people from other countries that are cricket, soccer, other countries that don't have hockey. So our numbers are going down while places like the States, Sweden, all them, they're going up because they're playing hockey still. Mm-hmm. That's why the USA program started where miserably and has now grown into arguably maybe even better than Hockey Canada right now. I would argue it might, it's probably better. You know what I mean? Like we're in, we're allowing all these immigrants, nothing wrong with it. I'm not, this isn't a political podcast. I'm not going to get into that conversation. But, like, we're letting all these immigrants come in from countries that are, like I said, cricket, soccer. They're not, they don't know what ice hockey is. Some of them do, though, man. Like, I deal with a lot of, I deal with a lot of immigrants at work, right? And some of them, like, oh, I've been here this long. And I'm like, oh, like, have you gone and seen a hockey game? And they're like, yeah, I have. It's so cool. Like, but what I mean is their kids aren't playing. No, but those kids might end up playing. 
or their kids might grow up. So it is, it's when you look at like a big spectrum of Hockey Canada, right? And the development of it, we, you start young. So you would look at like, if they wanted to develop the women's, you look at like your daughter's age, Abby, just starting hockey. And that's where they want to going to start developing and making these changes in, right? Because they're right. going to grow up in the program and the program's going to start getting better with that development. Right. The girls' hockey is on the up and ups from everything I've seen. Yeah, but boys' hockey—we had such low numbers. It's it's it, it's really mind blowing to me because it's expensive. That 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 does that does it does play a part. It's a massive like, part, and the cost. So the cost of living right now is like like that's a whole other topic on it, like another podcast, right? Like that, all yeah. that, but that still affects hockey. So like, you're right at, like it's so hard for average parents that like even make say a hundred thousand dollars right now to even afford to be able to put their kids through rep hockey. But yeah. even if you can afford to, you got to look at the schedule too, right? Because some some yeah. families like even we we have a hard time keeping up with the schedule. We got so much going on all the time. Like there's some people that are like, no, I'm not putting you in hockey. Like I can't be gone every weekend. You put you two both put your kids first, though. Right. Not so, everyone does that. No. And no. Then that. No. Like another problem, right? For me, right a now, huge problem. To the right of me, behind my screen, right now, I can count about I don't know four, five hundred and fifty dollars in sticks. That's just sticks, and that, those That's are what I could get sticks. on sale. I was going to say those are. Them, you take them out. Those of sale. are cheaper sticks for compared to what those guys are using. In the NHL, right, and then six hundred dollars six. I look to my left. I don't know. There's probably about three hundred, three hundred fifty dollars in equipment a piece. Hmm. Right, and that's not even including registrations. That's not including my gas. That's not including the and the fact, like, man, it's not just the the registration. It's like every three weeks, there's a new fee. Yeah. Oh, just so you know, next week you got to bring in uh, $160 for this uh, fee. Yeah, oh, just okay. They do that all the time here. New fee, like every three, four weeks. So, the guy, the guy I carpool with to my work, he, uh, Shadow, you know what the GTHL is? Yeah, yeah. We're in, one of the well, most well known like hockey leads in the Toronto area. Came out it's. Of that McDavid came out of it. Stamkos came out of it. Dolan, like Subban, like the names are just endless. So he used to play with uh, Hutchinson. Hutchinson was in this, and he was Hutchinson's backup goalie, I believe, at the time. Hmm. So he was telling me the cost of this league was like astronomical he's like they were on the ice three days a week or no i think he said three or four days a week uh two hours at a time uh on the ice i think he said at 5 a.m during the weekdays he said the cost i think he told me it was between 10 to fifteen thousand dollars. and this is like he's in our age group that's crazy so that's my yeah. nephew plays um, rep hockey in Whitby. My brother-in-law, so pretty much GTHL, 
pretty much. Click around that. Mother yeah. laws always telling us that it's this much and this much, and there's goalie clinics this and goalie clinics that. Yeah, I'm like, oh wow. You know, give it all, all. But here's the thing too: I have my younger son. He's a multi-sport player, so he plays hockey in the winter, and he just made rec baseball. Yeah. So now we got an email two weeks ago because we're setting up tournaments for rep ball. Cool. Already before we even start and having paid our registrations, we're already at sixteen hundred dollars for hotel fees this year. <laughs> we haven't even paid for our registration. We haven't paid for anything else yet. We're already at sixteen hundred dollars for hotel fees. So well, what shapes his glove in? Good, right? What's that? Does he have a good glove already? No, no, he's a DH. He can hit. He's oh, so hitter. does he? Yeah. Does he have a good? Does he have a good bat, or do you need to get a new one too? Uh, we just got everything new. Thanks to Sports Check, seventy percent off. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no free shoutouts. <laughs> well, at so, least she got the bat. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about like hockey parents, and then with baseball, do you find baseball kind of the same thing? Like a lot of politics within the baseball I too. Haven't got there yet, but like. Here's the thing, you know Bentley. Yeah, he's always been a bigger guy. So when he played softball, coaches always fought over him to who can get him because he could hit. And he's always been able to hit. This year he got the opportunity because one of his coaches moved from softball to hardball, and he's like, "I want Bentley to come try out for me." Boom! Had to pay 150 bucks up front, non-refundable. That's your fee. Mm-hmm. And we're like, first day of camp went well. Okay, parents are nice. There's not a lot of I don't see any politics yet, and I'm not have it yet. But I'm just pointing this out, just delivering this for you. Day two, last day of camp, because only two day camp. The evaluators there, Bentley couldn't hit the ball for the life of him, couldn't catch a ball for the life of him. Bentley's on the team. Why? Because it's coach politics. Because he knows what Bentley's capable of doing. Hmm. I don't like that. I love it for my kid because he gets to experience something. Don't get me wrong. I'm proud that he made the team. Yeah. But knowing what I know, I don't like it. 100%. Because I, the I evaluator didn't value him as a rep team ball player. Yeah. You should have left at that. Let him come out next year. Let him keep working on it. Yeah. Develop. But this coach is somebody that's in the community. Bentley knows him well. He's played with under him for the last two years. So, I don't know. But we'll see what the politics are like. So, maybe by mm. August, I'll have an answer for you. Maybe, because, you know, this this is a, like, this is definitely something. We probably could even do, like, a whole other, another podcast after, like, another season. Like, when you guys next year, do even as kids keep getting older. When you guys want to do another episode of Hockey Politics... Let me bring in Tyson's head coach. Guy's ready to fight off on everybody and anybody. Sweet. I, I would love it. Uh, interview style and that, yeah. We should. We can look into that for sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let me. Yeah, just let me know what you guys figure out. Let me know. I'll chat with him. And we'll make something happen. Sweet. So... What is like both yours as you looking at like the parents and halt and uh, the politics within that? 
like what's your both your feeling like on the culture of like the team like is it are they like do you both your kids get you both have biracial kids right like i know ty ty your your wife is jamaican and shadow your wife is Asian. do you feel like like they feel like a part of the team still like everyone goes that like do you feel everything oh man that way? our team is uh like there's a black kid there's two filipinos there's cedric there's there's uh uh native and there's a uh, chinese kid so that's a, that's a very i think there's team. yeah and that's that way, like right up and down the board, right across, like all ages is every team is mixed, mixed, mixed. I can't say that because over I, here, like where you live, you're very, I'm in a very predominantly Ontario. white community. Yeah. Um, the teams are great with like, just they're, yeah. they're great. Like there's no racial shit, which is nice. Uh, this year we got a, an African kid, you know, he was just first year learning. He wanted to play. His dad's an awesome guy, you know. Uh, yeah, there's been no racial shit that I've caught anyways, that, at least during hockey. I mean, my kids caught flack outside of school with racial shit, and when I see that parent, I'm going to punch him in the mouth. But because I know, respectfully, I'm going to say it, and it might trigger some people, and I don't mean to, but he got called a chink. And I mean, us three, that's when, when we were younger. So there's that, that doesn't not heard very often now. Yeah, so no. What does that tell you it came from home. Mm-hmm. It's not an, even a line thing. You don't even hear that. No. So when I see that parent, I'm gonna just punch him right in the mouth and say, "Do better," and just walk away. <laughs> you know, but my kid handled it with grace. You know, but that's because I've had those conversations with them because of where. Yeah, I need to warn. That's him. on you guys, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, your, question, your kids no. are still playing at like a younger age, right? Like two. Like, so uh, like I'm glad to hear you're not seeing that at all. Yeah, like so you do, so you guys do have faith in like the Hockey Canada culture right now because it is part of Hockey Canada and Hockey Canada is taking a really really big hit right now. No, I don't. I don't. I don't have faith in Hockey Canada to address these things. And I just so, kind of like, do the day by day thing on the Hockey Canada. They might not be shit anymore, but it's going to be a while before I believe it. And, and like I'm separating from the incident that we all know, and it's very out there right now. That has nothing to do with yeah. what I'm talking about. But I have seen from other arenas because my kids travel. We travel to different towns to play. I have heard coaches and players disrespect kids on our team. When I said you asked the question, you asked was if I heard it in our locker room. No, have I heard it in other places? Have you seen it? I mean, like in the league, yeah. though, too. Like, have you oh, both I've, I've seen, seen it, it in the I've league, though? The league. I've heard, I've heard coaches yell, "Take the Asian out!" I'm like what? <laughs> that's not that's and not appropriate. See, that like, now, what can we do to change the culture? Go for it, bud. Do what you got to do. Yeah. you're just calling out his number, but you're bringing his race into it. Why? Yeah. So, and my kid wears a fishbowl, so he's very clear. You can see he's yeah, you know. So, like that's the thing, right? Like we. So, would you guys like to see a bit of culture change within 
that like maybe I don't know what it is. Like, do you bring someone in? Like, I, I actually heard that thing on uh, Dangle. It's this guy. He <laughs> comes into the locker room and, you know, he kind of does some team bonding with the team. And he kind of, like, he says, he's like, I'm not here to push what you believe on with your, uh, with the LGBT2 plus community. I'm here to just basically say, tell you guys and show you guys certain things that you say, how that can actually impact someone else. And this guy's going on to it. This guy has like 500 teams. He said that reached out to him. It was Brock McGillis. I think is his name. So here's the thing, Dusty. And I can't speak for Ty in his dressing rooms. In order to have those conversations, teams need to admit they have a problem. And a lot of white communities won't do that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't experience that, but I've, I've experienced it growing up, right? Like, oh, white I, communities I, will never admit they have a problem. I grew up playing hockey with a bunch of native kids. Imagine how that went when we went to like little white towns. I bet, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it hasn't changed, and it won't change, and until there's a culture shock across Hockey Canada, nothing's going to change. Just the way I see that. Well, and and it comes down to not even just that, right? Like hockey culture, like you can look at that. You can look at like look in the OHL right now. Something just came out of it. Wasn't there a coach suspended for allowing hazing on the team? I believe hazing should be allowed. I believe hazing should be allowed, but hazing as in oh, you froze his equipment, or you know, you threw his. He threw his underwear into the shower. That little minor crap. That's fucking around with your boys. That right, kind of that's shit what I believe. That's yeah. amazing. Anything farther than little practical jokes, get that shit out of hockey culture now. And the, it, yeah. it, it, that's the thing. Like, you look back, right? Uh, fuck, what was his name? I forget the guy's name. He was saying it was in, I think it was in Erie or something like that. Him and like three guys Guardian. got locked in a. It was Sarnia because Jeremy Bracco was on that team or was there during it. I think that one, but there was another, uh, not Danny Breer. It was right before him. Like, I forget the guy's name. Oh, Danny Carcillo. Oh, yeah. Oh. When Carcillo played, I think he played near. I can't remember exactly where he played, but I remember him even coming out and saying, like, the hazing on the team when he was a rookie was just terrible. Yeah, it can be bad. I don't know. Hazing doesn't have a have a place in hockey now. It really doesn't. It never really did. I mean, different times. But even like you look back and like I look back in high school, right? Like it's it is a culture thing that they need to do. Like these guys, like all these good hockey guys are seen as such great people. But well, here's the thing to that. And because you said high school, would you consider hockey culture Canada? The hazing, the equivalent of what it's like going to college and joining a fraternity. Oh, probably. You know what I mean? I think that's when ours happens, but then theirs happens in the college level, right? Like, but I think that a fraternity is kind of different too. Don't forget though, right? Like, it's a. I mean, a fraternity. Not necessarily in sports, but I mean, like, it's not necessarily mean there is sports for a fraternity. Right, but. You could put rep hockey and uh, fraternities on the same level. 
Because it's an exclusive yeah. club, exclusive team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. You the only difference is the age for the rep team, and only seventeen of them make it. And and you and you could actually look, and you look in the movies, and it looks like it is. There's politics even in fraternities. Yeah. Oh, his dad was in this fraternity, so he's an automatic in, or you know. Yeah. And there's hazing, and yeah. So I guess it pretty yeah. much is equal, almost if not equal to yeah. the fraternities. That's crazy. I didn't think of that until we just brought this conversation up. Yeah, it's a nice little comparison. It, it's it is there, just wild. It's kind of it's it is weird, right? Like being at a hockey for so long and how little the culture has actually changed within it. You don't notice it, the culture of hockey between the stages of a four-year-old to about a ten-year-old. Once you pass that yeah, it's fun. threshold, it's fun at you that start age. to see the shit you dealt with. Yeah, because some of the parents start seeing some some of their kids actually being decent, and then they think they have a shot. No. Well, that that's what I mean is going through their head. I bet though. No, that's what I'm saying is no. Yes, yeah. you're right. Like, but at the same time, you could also have me who's realistic. I keep hearing, oh, your kid's a rep kid. Your kid. My, I'll turn around and say, my, rep, my kid's shit. And I'm not dissing him, and I'm not being disrespectful to what he's doing. I just know what it takes to be a rep hockey player. He doesn't have that drive right now, at this given day of January mm-hmm. 29th, whatever the fuck. He doesn't have that drive. Yeah. That doesn't say come September, he's not ready and roaring, ready to go. That's just yeah. right now. He's shit. He doesn't have that mentality. And there's nothing wrong with being... say that. And I hate when parents go up to my kid and they're like, oh, you should be a rep team. My kid's like, uh-huh. yeah, and he laughs it off. He doesn't care. He's here to play. Yeah. That's what I think the most parents are always forgetting that this is a kid's game. And these kids yeah. are there to have fun. Yeah, most parents, their focus, well, the briefcase parents, their focus is usually just like, you know, he's here to make it big. There's kids that are like nine years old that have played with Cedric or do play with Cedric that are literally acting like they're NHL players already. See, I don't mind that, but I'll tell you why. Remember the old homage, Dress for Success? If yeah. You start implanting it now at a young age, and you start doing routines on NHL player game days and stuff like that. It's not anything bad, as long as it's them doing it, not the parents. If it's the kid with that mentality, he's trying to set himself up for success or herself for success. Because what do you got to do? You got to act professional. You got to bring sportsmanship. You got to you know be on time, be a leader, this and that. I don't mind so do in they, that sense. So do they get your kids to wear like dress up for games? We have to wear not not allowed to wear like casual, but you're not don't wear formal. So kind of like semi formal. Nice shirt. Like a polo or something. Yeah, nice shirt, nice pants, nice shoes, kind of thing. No hats on game days. 
Yeah, so, I'm not even against the dressing up part, but when you're when a child when a parent is treating their triple A nine year old like he's a star, like that it's disgusting. But like as for dressing up for the game, I think that's cool. I used to love getting dressed up before games as a kid because I felt like an NHL player. Right. But like right. if the kid wants that, that's one thing, right? But it's another thing to just tell them at nine years old you're in <laughs> hockey because you're going to make us money someday. And some parents, that's the mindset. So, so I got a friend, I, like you said, a yeah. nine-year-old. She's got a nine-year-old that plays too along with her other children. And she's like, oh, he's so good. He's wicked fast. He can shoot. He can dangle. Okay. I said, okay, I'll come watch your game because I want to see what this kid's about. Right. I keep hearing about him, but I never watch him. Kid can't do shit. I don't see where the speed is. I don't see where the stick handling is. You know, and I said that to her, and I was like, "All due respect, I think you're wrong." Like, and I and since Dusty said it, it's been ingrained in my head, and I keep using it now because it's from that podcast. So like, you think your kid's good now? Wait until booze and girls and drugs get introduced. Yeah, your kid's not good until you can get through that stage. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, so back to the like. The hockey parent thing. Connor McDavid's parents, remember them? Like, no. <laughs> do you ever see pictures of them? No, I don't. No, I, don't I saw pictures hard. of like his parents and like Bedard's parents, and it's they look like the typical hockey parents. Okay. Now, would you I, consider the Paul Mar Paul Marner the uh, the crazy hockey parent? Yeah. From the stories that come out, who knows if they're true? There is a video that came out though, and him scolding Mitch in the back. And judging by that video, I would say yes. Here's another one, and I understand he played in the show, but Michael Nylander, he he's got some issues. He's a oh, big time yes. hockey parent. Yeah, you don't think like, he was supposed to Willie to take? Like go go a higher salary. Don't take the discount. Don't take the discount. Yeah, like I get it. Why? But like, come I on, I get man. it too. Like we like a lot of things. Fans always forget, right? Like this is their career. They only have a window to make money. Yeah, and then they're done. Like they can go yeah. into broadcasting, but nine times out of ten, some of them have personalities for it. No. I mean, Matthew's got a personality of a wet noodle, but that they show. Tron, yeah, Tron I mean, might just I mean, not like allow his personality to come out. Yeah, because he could have one of those personalities that, like, our fan because Toronto overanalyzes everything. He could have a personality like PK Subban, fun, outgoing, loving. I love Subban's personality, man. I love his personality. Oh man. yeah, he's great. Yeah. He was made for the TV, man. Oh, 100%. He's going to be a great podcast. I knew that when he was uh, imper doing his little impersonation of Don Cherry there. Did you guys see that? It's years old. It's an old video. I don't think so, then. He was pretending to be Don Cherry, and he was fucking spot on. I'll send it to you later. Another hockey right. political thing is girls playing in the boys' leagues. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Good. Good on them. No. Yeah, good on them. But like, 
I got to address with my son because given the fact that's going on in Hockey Canada right now, for instance, treat her like one of the boys. Don't treat her any differently. Yeah. And, and he, you know, you can't. I have kind of mixed, mixed things about that, right? Like, okay. I firsthand, I think there should be that option for the women to start playing with other girls. The question is, is the number so low that they can't? I think that's what it is. So up here, where I currently live, I, I, 20 minutes down the road, they have a girls team. Yeah. 45 minutes down the road, they have another girls team. There's no girls team here. It's convenience for the parents not to, but I was discussing with the parent the other day. They're looking at next year, just making the extra 20 minute drive just because their daughter wants to play. Because now she's seeing the PWHL. She now thinks, okay, that's where where I wanted it to lead to. And that's where I wanted this conversation to lead to is that exact, like it going that way. Like it should. And it, think it creates bonds with young girls at such a young age that they can play up play growing up with their whole life like boys do when they play yeah i still there's still people that i played hockey with as a kid that i still talk to oh yeah i don't think i talked to anybody i used to play with just because of the fact yeah. that they're all fucking dickheads and drug addicts that shit now, but so you live in letter kenny okay <laughs> pretty much i don't think letter kenny actually is that far from where shadow is because the filming site city. yes but the actual town no yeah it's an actual town <laughs> just not called letter kenny <laughs> no just the place it's ba- based off of a eh? So it's called Listowel, Ontario. Jared Keskin yeah. is from there. Yeah. Once a year, he actually comes back to the area, puts on a little hockey tournament. He's there for the entire weekend, talks with minor league hockey players and stuff like that. It's really cool. That it's is cool. cold up there, bud. Yeah, he's short. Is it cold, Shadow? Yeah, a little bit. I've been out here for almost an hour, so yeah. Kind of gets yeah. cold. Oh, he's yeah. not just power smoking. That's no, his breath. He just died. Yeah. Oh. That's his chill area. He goes out there. Power smoke. I wish. Jesus. Mm. Hacking dirts. Breaking hearts. All right. So before we get to that next subject, though, I want to talk about my, my, my boys' two goals this weekend. Or three, I should yeah. say. Arguably, Saturday night was probably the best game all season I've seen Tyson play. 200-foot game. He was going. Buzzing. Cracks it out the post. Fuck. You can hear him audibly say, fuck. I give him a look. He <laughs> just skates away. Next one, rings it off the glass. Next one, clear-cut breakaway. Overdeeked himself, put it back in into the goalie. Oh, well. The next one, got another breakaway. Bank money. He was all pumped. Keep in mind, I drew a little penis on his stick before the game just as a fucking joke because it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so his celebration was pointing at the little penis by the glass. <laughs> Second goal that he scored that night. Arguably the best goal I've seen him score all year. Gets to the hash marks. Let it rip. Bar down. 
top middle bar down. All yours, tung. Bar down ski. That kid was so elated after that, he wouldn't shut up about it the entire drive home. Oh, no doubt. I think I would be too. And then Sunday, fucking Bentley, man. I don't know how many times he rang it off the post, but like he was letting her go. And the coach was like, calm down on the slap shot. He's like, no. <laughs> so what happens? He gets a rebound shot. He looks, he's like, he's looking at, he looks like he's going to wrist it, but he just fucking winds up from like, I don't know, three feet away and just rips it past the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Clapper from nice. He, he, was, he was just so annoyed. He's like, "Yeah, you tell me what to do." That's <laughs> jokes. I love watching them score because it's always fun. But you know what I like seeing better? More passes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays defense, doesn't he? Bentley does. Yeah. Yeah. And more passes from the point and cycling it. <sighs> yeah. They'll get there. They'll get there. Eventually. What's your next All right, so what do you want me to do? Do you want to see that? Do you want to see that uh that form that you uh Yeah, let's me? let's talk about that. That's a, that's another political hockey decision that I don't agree with. We got this email. We got this email Saturday afternoon just before game time. Okay. So, so it's introductions. So over the past two years, the Western uh, Ontario Athletic Association has undertaken a full review of their programming in the uh, future landscape of minor hockey in the wool. This has included the formation of a community led by the Wool Minor Hockey Chair, Paul Sebastian. So the, the Wool has experienced a significant decline in number of associations over the past 30 years, over 40 associations to the current number of 22 represent, rep, representative associations. Well, there has been a number of amalgamations over this period of time. The Wool is faced with similar challenges experienced throughout the OMHA. The primary issue is twofold. The ability to provide both competitive stream hockey and recreational stream hockey. Players slash families are looking for the opportunity to play at the highest level of hockey they can, while others simply want to participate in recreational programming in their communities. With declining registration, associations were not able to provide both a rep team and a local league team in each age group that would accommodate skill levels of their players. In these cases, the association had to make a, uh, a choice to enter one or the other. If they choose to go with a local league team, they would lose their better players to the next closest center. This is in turn lessened the number of available players to the center to the point of not even icing a local league team. The community reviewed a number of possible solutions and have come forward with the following proposal based on the feedback from the association's desire to give their players the chance to play it. Their proper skill level, both uh, both representatives at a local league. So the proposal to deliver a shared boundary pilot to form six representative zones at the A category, U10 through U18, and the will effective uh, 25-26. So the, last, the rest uh, part is not big a thing. But what it's saying from this, because I've spoken to a couple committee members, what they're going to do is they're going to eliminate small town centers 
basically to form these massive centers for teams where you'll have hmm. your rep team and there's no more house league after that. It'll just be recreational. What that means, I don't know, but I don't assume it's going to have anything to do with competitive hockey. I imagine it would be pretty much what like house league is. Isn't that what house league is non-competitive? It, it, it can it not? I understand where they're coming from, but it upsets me because we have again, this goes back to the hockey politics. You read right there in that one line, well, we'll lose players to other centers. That shouldn't be a thing. You should deny those requests. You're yeah, but I think by releasing these players. I think what that is trying to say, though, more is the kids that want to play rep instead of local are going to go and play rep. Do you want to get noticed, right? Like some kids want to stand a chance at getting drafted, even to the OHL. Yeah. You got to be on that right path to get there where you're going to get scouted. The biggest thing I'm seeing with it, though, Dusty, is, okay, you start this as a pilot. Cool. But what happens to towns like mine and the next little town and the next little town? We're going to lose our programming. We have to go to the bigger cities to play. Yeah, you'll have to travel. It's to go play. I think you're going to start seeing that regardless, man. Too. I know, but I don't like that because we're losing no, the I, feel of what hockey not. was meant to be. Small yeah. town hockey. I I honestly think it's going to be a thing of the past, though. Like, it sucks, but it I does. think you're going to have to go to the bigger cities. See, for me, I'm lucky because Tyson's only got, give or take, four years left in minor hockey. If he goes somewhere, he goes somewhere. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Bentley's got five. Yeah. Before all these changes actually really take effect, both those boys are done. Yeah. It's my so, other two I'm concerned about. Yeah. Yeah. I get that, yeah. So, one thing I really wish, and I think that we failed in Canada with, with Hockey Canada failed with too, is why didn't you get Hockey Canada into high schools? Why didn't you look into high school hockey? Some high schools have it, some don't. It's weird up well, here. My high, our high schools have it. My school had hockey men, but I mean, like, no one cares about high school hockey, though. Oh, I not up, like, make not up thing. here, no, no. Yeah, make it like it's like state. the opposite of uh, of the states. Like the states, it's all high school and college, and over here, it's just junior. If you don't play junior, you don't matter. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, like, a, a junior team, like, I don't know what it's like over there, but the Q doesn't take high school players. If you want to make the Q as an affiliate and work your way in, you got to be the your city's AAA representative. They only work with AAA teams. So, like, if you play for the Moncton Flyers AAA major, if the Wildcats need someone, they're going to talk to talk to you. But if you play Moncton High or... Bernice McNaughton High, if you play for that high school where the hockey is just as competitive and just a, just as fucking fast-paced, no, you don't play AAA yeah, major. We And like I said, though, like if you develop that right, though, like you could get scouts in in high school. Can you imagine? Make they should be there. Competitive. Like scouts go to high school games. Those are the games well, you are going to find your grinders and shit. Yeah. Everywhere else does that. Every other sport. 
Yeah, maybe that's something Hockey Canada looks at once they eliminate small town hockey. They should. Yeah, they'll have to look at something. Or Dusty, maybe me and you need to start a petition in Ontario to start this thing and get some signatures behind it. Well, I think it'd be cool to see. Start the initiative, man. Yeah, and then, right, you hear, you look at Hockey Canada with that and then look at, like, how more of a chance that women would have in hockey, too. Yeah, it sucks because that I gives women that opportunity up, to get scouted. I grew up with a lot of girls that were really good at hockey, man, and they had nowhere to go. You either tried to make the Olympic roster or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same around here. A lot of girls that were real good, but there was nothing to do with them. You could Definitely. play right up until you were 18, and then it was nothing. And honestly, I do think that if this league does expand, I could see it going out to the East Coast in Canada. It would be great. I it, I think that is somewhere where you can grow with the hockey, right? Because the NHL smart, won't go there because of size. I think if they're smart, they'd tap into those markets like Saskatoon, New Brunswick, uh, Halifax, like places that the NHL won't touch. Do it, and these and people the NHL, will go because there's nothing going on in a lot of those small towns, especially as you you're from Saskatchewan. You could probably say that. There's yeah. nothing going on, and everyone's at the the nothing. Yeah, either mm-hmm. you're at the AAA games or you're out at the bar drinking. Like, yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Here you get to watch the Moncton Wildcats. That's fun, but they're horse shit. So who cares? Well, I mean, we had the Saskatoon Blades and Regina Pats, but I mean, those sell out. Well, lacrosse teams are selling out there. Why isn't the NHL looking at these markets? Well, fuck that. Let's see what the PWHL will do. I'll watch professional hockey no matter what gender, so bring some fucking PWHL to New Brunswick. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like, it's been so long as a stereotype of girls can't or girls can't play professional hockey that we've seen, what, three leagues come and go, but this is the first time it's built properly from the ground up. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, now they, they have a CBA, they have all this, they have all that. Like they wanted to launch the league so bad that we don't even have logos. They're just teams. That yeah. is one thing that did drive me nuts about that league. You know what though? I think the names that got trademarked came out and people backlashed them so bad that they took another look at it. And just ran, you, you know what? We'll just run with it. it. What's yeah. that? Well, own it or whatever, then bring in new names, but like Break, give me they back the Toronto to Six and the Toronto Fury, man. That's what I was. I, I was going to say. Bring back Toronto, Toronto Six. I love that fucking logo. Yeah, they had some nice sweaters. Yeah, like definitely bring that one back. Let's see. Call the Boston the Boston Brunettes, but I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I wasn't meaning like the hair color brunette, like yeah. you know, Bruins. It was a play on that, but you'll think about it yeah. more. So yeah. So moving off of that now. Everything you said that you want to say, or is there anything more? Yeah, I've said everything I said. The hockey can could lick my left set fucking nut yeah. because they don't know what the fuck they're missing with small town hockey, man. They're looking at all these. Yeah, that's bullshit. We real- haven't heard anything about that out here, but I'm, I'm sure saying, it's coming. 
in Ontario, once it happens, I'm going back to the city because they'll still have the same shit they run here, but it'll be back to normal there. So I'll move right back to a city to do this if I have to. My kids are going to play proper yeah. hockey. Yeah. That's the best thing for their development, right? Like, you want to get them competitive and still be able to play, but, you know, like, I get the it. opportunity. But the, the one thing I'm having with this recreational term, does that mean my kid's on a new team every week? No, so it'd be a, the same. But you know I think what, what saying, they're like, saying by recreational league, though, is like it's first season, it's like house league, and then the next year they probably mix up the teams and shit. So here, here's another thing, too. Okay, let's say I sign my kid up for recreational next year, okay? Do my fees drop off massively because I'm only paying for recreational or am I paying more? No, you're going to pay the If you're same. not going to change the fees, you're not going to convince many parents. Yeah. They won't, man. They're... <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You're not going to try to yeah. convince parents if you're not going to change up something. Those registration fees, you know. Well, he, he, well, They're disgusting. Well, that was We talked about what those registration fees go to last episode. So Yeah, they're crazy. Don't need to get more into that. No, but they cost a disgusting amount, and it just keeps going up. Yeah. As your kids get older, it just gets True. worse. Yeah. So, I heard a question on, uh, it was a TikTok that came up. We're going to move along. Okay. It actually kind of, you know, kind of made me think. So, I'm going to ask you both. We'll all answer this question. What is your craziest NHL conspiracy? <laughs> and not the craziest. Ty- not, it's not the typical Batman hates Canada team. Well, fuck. Just kidding. Okay, mine's got a little bit to do with the Leafs. They keep building these strong teams and strong teams that technically on paper are Stanley Cup champions. Every time. But we can't keep getting past round one or round two. And then in the past it was the semi it was the semis or the quarter like the the, fi- the eastern final. Is it just because the NHL knows that they're so marketable that they don't need that cup? that they just keep giving the Leafs money to kind of be like, hey, play your best, but don't. My mom my mom is a Leafs fan, and she's been saying that since I was a kid. She said the Leafs will never have to win a cup because the fans would love them enough to pay their way through the NHL anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that's a strong conspiracy that the Leafs are... I don't want to say paid off. But paid off to the point where you don't need to win a cup, guys. You're just you're here. That's nope. why a lot of players leave. We or make money off here, yeah, you guys. You guys or aren't going anywhere. It, that Brandon Shanahan is behind the wheel of this, saying, "No, like I don't care. Like I don't even care if we win. Like we're selling out games. We're selling Look stupid at- amounts of merch." Like, well, I don't know, man. In 2002 or 2004, when we had that stacked roster and we. St- fucking went all in just to for the hurricanes to pee on us a little that was o2 o2 yeah shanahan wasn't there <laughs> no but shanahan he was, was still in detroit actually winning the, the cup that won the cup that beat the carolina yeah yeah hmm. conspiracy runs deep but look at just the responses that marner gives 
Oh, we don't listen to anybody on the outside. No, of course not. Because y'all just nah. have big fat paychecks while we all look like dummies cheering you on. They don't need to lose. Exactly. I, that I mentality needs it. to, until ownership I, I changes, and I mean ownership to someone that is hockey loving centric, they ain't doing shit. That culture needs to change, right? From Bell and Rogers right now. Like, they need that kind lie. of Mark Cuban owner, the, the a kind of owner who's sitting in the front of the fucking front row screaming with popcorn going anywhere. I love the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, me too, buddy. Me too. But that's what you need a Mark Cuban. You need so to who, eliminate. What, what's the guy that bought the Ottawa Senators? Oh, I don't fucking know. It could have been Ryan Reynolds, but the NHL... It was supposed no. to be Ryan Reynolds, but then no, it was like, nope. Was. The NHL fucked up so bad with not letting him buy it. Yeah. I truly believe... It could have been the fucking Ottawa done. Deadpools. Look what he's done for, I think it's whatever team for yeah, soccer. It is. He has taken them from one of the worst teams in league history. To arguably one of the best. The publicity is always there. Like, I don't know. The Ottawa could Ottawa Senators could have used it. So the oh new owner, his name is Michael Ann Lauer. Okay. So okay. I think what he's doing right now, right? So remember when the Sens lost that uh they lost their first round pick for that whole uh trade and Dadenoff thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't disclose that information. That's what got Pierre Dorian fired. Like Ann Lauer was furious with that. Especially like he just bought a team. So just went yeah. and bought the Sens, and then they threw down that punishment. And then again, and then they hand that forty one game suspension the Pinto. Yeah. Man, from the sounds of it, man, it really sounds like this Ann Lauer wants to fucking sh- change shit. Like, he's pissed this team's not in the playoffs or in a playoff run this year. <laughs> that goes back to players. The fans the- think they are. Yeah, well, Senators. Man, I, I think I think Sen should be up there, man. The talent they have on that roster, as much as I hate them. Here, okay, you no, they do have here? a good team on paper. I know you two haven't answered yet, but I got another conspiracy. Carolina Edmonton, 2006 Stanley Cup final. Dwayne Rollison gets hurt. I think he yep. was purposely hurt because they knew that that Oiler team was so deep that they weren't going to beat him with him playing goal. Another example, Carey Price against the Rangers when Montreal finally beat Boston. Mm-hmm. Remember that cup run? Where they went to, and then they got beat out. No, they beat Washington, and then I think Pitt beat them out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Carey Price went down. No, it was the Rangers that beat them. Yeah, that's who it was. It was the Rangers. He got injured by them. What's your craziest conspiracy theory? Me? Yeah. Fuck. When you said that I couldn't use Batman Hates Canada, I've been thinking of one ever since. Okay, well, I'll go there. <laughs> I see, I think that someone in Arizona 
has something on Gary Bettman. How that franchise has not shut down when you shut down Quebec Nordiques because they didn't make money, and you shut down the Jets because they didn't make money, you shut down Atlanta had to move to Winnipeg because they weren't making money. Minnesota shut down. And then opened up again, yeah. North Stars. Why what's why isn't this applied to the Arizona Coyotes? They've been failing pretty much since they went there. Maybe his side chick owns the company or something. Maybe. That's a good one. I don't know. Shit. Or, or was, uh, I I forget the owner of Vegas. Was he sold on that, that he gets to stay in the cup within the first so many years. He went on and said, I'm going to bring a cup to you guys within five years. And it was pretty much exactly five years. Yeah. That could have been a conversation in the boardroom. We're like, okay, well you guys make sure this happens and we'll guarantee you a cup in the next six years. Huh? So conspiracy, the NHL is rigged. That's mine. I mean, that's just a common denominator at this point. Well, yeah, just look like, like a football. Last night, bro, don't even get me started on those Lions <laughs> Lions game. That ain't, oof. I'm not even a football fan, but like, holy fuck, did they ever get leafed? Man, there's so many <laughs> conspiracies popping up on my TikTok of uh, like, oh, it's going to be a Baltimore 49ers final. Like, look at the colors. Blah, blah. Yeah, I see it now. It's San Fran and Chiefs. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, they found out, so they changed it. They could be. Mm. Baltimore was looking poised, man. See, at the same time, like I look at like all the conspiracies we did say. Do either you really think that Gary Batman is smart enough to pull those off though? Yes, because he's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, he's one like really he smart. The only reason he got into the NHL is because he was so successful with the NBA. I think it was MLB. Either way, no, he, no, was, he was in the, the NBA. Yeah, he's right. But oh, that's my other conspiracy. It's not that Gary Bettman hates Canada; he hates hockey. He's just came to make every other sport more popular. I mean, that can be almost proven to a science at this point. See, I'm on a roll. That? It can be proven. Because right when they've got Gary Bretman in, the NHL and the NBA were about neck and neck in popularity and revenue. <laughs> 30 years ago. So within 30 years, I don't know who's been in the commissioner of the NBA. I know it's Adam Silver right now. At, I I it's, yeah, it's been, it's been Adam Silver for a long fucking time. Oh, same, probably Sam Brown as Batman then? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd I think right. I don't even know who preceded him. Okay, so then maybe that. Like, look at him. He took that league and made it into something Are that you can argue is a part of American culture. More than football But the is. thing with that, with the NBA, in my opinion, you can market someone a pair of Jordans more than you can go up to somebody on the street and market them a pair of Bauer hockey skates. 
Yeah. You can market other things. Hockey, right, but hats. That's what I'm saying, like for keys. footwear, which is huge. Yeah. Right? Like, you can easily market a pair of Jordans. Go try to sell someone to buy a pair of Bowers from you. That's not a hockey player. The pair of Jordans, well, you can spend a lot of money on Jordans, but like, I don't know, your average pair of skates is still like a brand new pair for a good one. It's like 800 bucks to a thousand to a hundred. Yeah, that's sad, eh? Holy shit. And yeah, you can get a lot of Jordans start selling at like three, four hundred bucks. Here's another conspiracy: the Edmonton Oilers traded Gretzky because they wanted Hockey Canada to fail and they wanted to grow the game in the United States. Oh, a hundred percent. Look how much it grew in LA. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, back to the Arizona one. Arizona knew what they had in Matthews, so they kept the Coyotes there. Yeah, but the Leafs just sucked a little bit more. They just sucked a little more, yeah. All right, so we got that. This uh, coming weekend, we got a special weekend in the NHL. Oh, God. First time... What twenty one years? I think it is. I think O two is the last time we held it, or O one. Yeah. Okay. Well, twenty two years or so. We're getting uh, an all star game. Yeah, they priced the common fan right out of that too. <coughs> That's typical. As we know, Kyle's going. Our buddy Kyle. Of course he is. <coughs> yeah. Uh. So. Like, what was your what the jerseys? We'll say first. Doritos. Doritos. Pretty much. I don't know how they keep getting worse. (laughs) I really don't. So, there's a guy on my Twitter. There, I think you follow him, Doug. Doug Doucet. Yeah. So he does like those AI jerseys and wow, some of the stuff he comes up with are like insane. Yeah, they're pretty good. I said I did some AI jerseys at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But like I don't uh, I can't find them here. I don't know why. I'll Google it. One second. <laughs> Jerseys are just terrible. They are. That's just another theory that Batman hates Canada approving those fucking things. <laughs> God damn, who the fuck in the right my my, my four year old can draw better jerseys than that, man. Yeah, they're trash. I hate the font too. Lowercase. Like, couldn't they have just thrown in an AI generator and said, here, make these? Whoever was in charge of making those should be just fired immediately. It's Justin Bieber. Well, fire him in the movie. Oh, his Bieber brand made this? That's terrible. 
Like you might as well slap a ten bit logo on there. Yeah, like look at these. These are freaking. Where the freaking my mouse is? Like none of that looks like wish. That's terrible. Their best ones still to this day are the green and black ones they held. Uh, I think it was like 10 years ago now. Those were cool. My favorite. Uh-oh. Or actually, that's where I didn't want to lead this thing to, is this kind of conversation. Everything good? Me and Lou? Hello? I think you lost I know, my favorite one was the Worlds. Let's see if I can find them. These are pretty cool, actually. Uh, ooh. So, okay, so I'm going to stay here. I'm going to come over here. Uh, so, these ones. So, these are the best. This is the best of. So, this is the best. 2011 to 2014, they had these. I remember these. These were pretty cool. They're decent, yeah. And then... Those were, I think, were just the white and blue oh, ones. Oh, this there. ain't good. I don't remember that one. Can you guys hear me? We hear I you. can hear you now. I don't know. Okay. He... Pretty good. Those I don't really like. Nah. I forgot Holy those. Shit. Were the yeah, look how young Taze looks, eh? Yeah. Well, like it's crazy there, too. Those are kind of huh. dope. So the worst. What? I think that's dope. Those are cool, I guess, marketing-wise. Yeah, I like those. I can see that. Oh, okay, that's the best. Worst. Those are kind of dope. I love those ones. If you remember McDonald's back in the 90s when they had those Muppets wearing hockey jerseys, those were the ones they yeah. had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be a cool. Way. That'd be a cool way to go back to right, East versus West. Yeah, or World versus North American. Bring back the World versus North American. I'll see if it's here. That was them right there. I think those were dope. These ones I really liked. Yeah, cool. Those are the worst ones, apparently. What? Yeah, this is North America versus the World one right here, Ty. What the fuck? And it's the worst. Oh. You know what else is the worst? My headphones just exploded. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I couldn't hear you guys for like two minutes straight. I thought it was my mic, but when I asked if you guys could hear me, you both looked up, so I figured you could, but I couldn't hear anything. Oh, yeah, we definitely heard you. 
Oh, well, then at least the mic still works. Fuck these headphones. Yeah. Right, I don't even hear us in the background either, so that's perfect. He's just fucking through. He's like, fuck him. Yeah. They're going. All right. Ooh. That's those world burst. Yeah, those are pretty bad. I can see how that Marcus Naslin? I believe, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. What a bummy yeah. one. So this is apparently the best. Ooh, I've got 20% battery now. Uh oh. I'm dying now, motherfuckers. Okay, so that was that. So, do you have any memories? Best memories of anything that happened? Yeah, going to the the All-Star game, skills game. What? Oh, never mind. (laughs) No, not with playoffs, or not with All-Star shit, no. No? (laughs) Not really. I just remember actually caring about it when I was a kid and like being excited, especially if it was North North America versus wor- World. Yeah. Just because you got to see like I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I always just preferred that lineup. Yeah, a hundred percent. It was probably because I got to see Dominic Hasek with. Players like Matt Sundin and Peter Forsberg, where usually they were all against each other. Yeah. So my, I was always, I always liked the the skills competition. I was never, never really big, never really big on the All Star game. I like the skills. I thought the skills. Skills was always is always cool. fun to watch when they were actually skills yeah. to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of the skills, this Friday live. We're going to do a reaction to the skills uh, competition. So we're going to do like a watch along. Yeah. Ginge, uh, I don't know. If you're going to come and watch it? Me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do that. Uh, we'll get it set up on your laptop. I'll send you a link. So we're pretty much t- on time with each other. Yeah. Make sure we're in- pretty in sync anyway. Like Come check it out. Friday. <laughs> Friday live. I think it's at 7 o'clock. Not 100% sure what time it's at. We'll do probably. that. Probably. Well, I mean, probably 7 your time. Yeah, 7-ish. Hopefully, I can do that. I hope. I'm going to try. Uh... Maybe we may. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do it Saturday. I'll watch along. We'll have to see. I'll have to see uh, what my wife is doing for Friday night. Is she going to work or not? Okay. But yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, don't forget to like the video. Subscribe if you really liked it. Tell your friends. If you really, really, really liked it, Click copy link and spam text it to everyone in your contact list at three in the morning. And send it to every coach you know. Tell them to fucking speak. (laughs) Shadow, thanks again for uh, coming out, man. Uh, Shadow's uh, socials are going to be in the description. You can check him out on, uh, he does TikTok. He has got Twitter. Anything else you want to shout out? 
No, man, I just wanted to thank you both for having me over the last couple of days. It's been a blast. I've had some fun talking some hockey uh, and chilling with you guys, and I look forward to coming on in the future. Definitely. Yeah, Maybe for sure. Have you on. Maybe I have, and, have and you on for uh, post-game. I'm just going to cheat. He's already part. part of the... He's already part of the Puck and Stoner Dad's Guest Hall of Fame. Yeah. He is. But yeah. I'm going to do a little cheap plug, if you don't mind. If you guys yeah. want to see my content, we cover wrestling, movies, etc. Head over to Off the Top right here on YouTube. Just give us a like, follow, just anything you can to help us boost our algorithm a little bit. And make sure you guys are liking and subscribing these gentlemen who do a great job with their show every week. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we get really big. <laughs> we do. All right, so don't forget, come check us out live. We'll be live at some point, Friday or Saturday night. We haven't decided we're going to do the skills or the game. Check it out. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Sounds good. Thank you for watching. This is my time. Like, subscribe, check us out on our social medias. We are now on Spotify and Apple Podcast.